Hi, I'm lead pastor, Noel Peepgrass. Welcome to the Exeter Valley Church Podcast. Our church plant started in 2021 with the goal of seeing God's kingdom extended in our hometown. You're welcome to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. in our historic building at 218 Pine Street. For more information, head on over to www.exetervalleychurch.com or visit our Instagram page. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Noel. Good morning. Uh, yeah, it's good to be. It's good to be here with you guys. Uh, it's my second time visiting this church, and I'm just really excited. Uh, yeah, just for what's going on uh, here in Exeter. Really like Noel and Megan, and so uh, yeah, it's cool to be here and uh, share a little bit. Um, I am a uh, high school teacher as a job, uh, so you might think this should come naturally to me, but this is a little bit different than, than regular teaching. Um, I do like uh, some interaction you know, as I teach, so feel very free uh, to respond if there's uh, a question or to interrupt or you know, to, to kind of have some, uh, you know, some interaction as we go. Um, that also means as a teacher, I am long-winded, and so uh, you know, let me know when it's time to be done. So... Um, all right, well, we are continuing on in uh, the book of Matthew and the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, so hopefully you, you kind of have some of that you know, background in your mind. But uh, Jesus is preaching for a few chapters, and now he's, uh, he's come to kind of the end. Uh, it's it's going to wrap up, so he's kind of you know, landing the, uh, the plane, as it were. And this is the, uh, the time to make a decision, you know. So in every sermon, uh, the last part, you, you got to call people uh, to a decision. And so he's in, he's in that part of his sermon where he's going to call the crowd uh, to decide. Now that they've heard everything, what are you going to do about it? Uh, and this actually kind of reminds me, uh, I mean, I won't go into this too far, but um, it actually reminded me of the Old Testament and Moses. Uh, so if you know that story, when the people of Israel were led out of Egypt, out of slavery, and they wandered in the wilderness for a long time, uh, they were given the law, right? They were given uh, the law of God uh, through Moses. And so at first it was written on some tablets, and he brought it down, and they, they weren't really doing very well. So, so that wasn't a you know, great situation, but, but there was a later time when he kind of repeats uh, the law of God for them. He reminds them of their covenant with God, um, and he, he's also sitting on a mountain, and he's addressing the people, and he presents them with the law of God, and then with like the blessings and the curses that they will get if they follow or if they don't follow it. Uh, and, and so this is actually kind of in some ways what Jesus is doing. He's sitting on a mountain. I don't know if you have that photo of the... So that's probably where he was sharing this, just to give you a visual. This is in Galilee, in Israel. And so he's sitting on a mountain, and he, he is, in a sense, like recounting the law of God. If you remember at the beginning of the sermon, he says, I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And so, so what he's doing is kind of bringing a correction. Ooh. Oh, nice. So, man, I'm so glad you interrupted. We are in Matthew 7. Matthew 7. 
This is great. So he, he, he's bringing some, um, you know, corrections, some alignment. He, uh, it's like a tune-up. And he's reminding them, like, this is what the law really meant. Because what happened at that time is that the religious leaders, they, in a sense, over time, they kind of, uh, I mean, I would say watered it down or like in an effort to make it uh, like easy to know if you're following the law, they made it very external. They said, hey, if you do these things, then you're fine. If you don't do these things, then you're not fine. Uh, and so actually, in some ways, they made it easy because we know like if I do these things, you know, I'm good. Uh, but Jesus is reminding us that it's not about just doing the things. It's about your heart. It's about your motivation. It's about what you're thinking about. Uh, and that's very hard. I mean, if you keep track of what you're th it's like, oh man, that's much harder than like, I didn't murder anyone this week. You know, that's like, okay, I got it. Yeah. But uh, was I angry and kind of had some really like, like negative thoughts about people? A lot. Um, and so, yeah, um, at the end of, uh, of the sermon that Moses gives, I'm just going to yeah, refer to this real quick. Uh, this is in, in Deuteronomy 30. Uh, he, he has a similar moment where he says, Hey, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, uh, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and, uh, uh, and holding fast to him, for he is your life. And so Jesus here in chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, is doing a similar thing. He's presented to them, here's what it means to follow God. Here's what it means to actually fulfill the law. Uh, and it's a much higher standard than, uh, than they were used to. And so here he says, hey, you have a choice. You have two options. Uh, you have two roads, two gates, as it were. And I'm recommending to you that you would enter by the narrow gate, okay? So our verse, let's read it now. I think it's, it'll be on the screen, is chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. So two very simple verses. And it says, Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. So, pretty simple passage, pretty straightforward, but I want you just to kind of, uh, yeah, check in in your brain. What, what do you think of when you hear this? Kind of how does it land, or is there something that, like, is there like an image or some reference that you think of? What, what kind of, yeah. Pilgrim's Progress. Okay. Cool. Okay. Anything else? And, and you're welcome to share out or just to consider it. But, but I want you to consider, like, how does this land when you hear this? Is this familiar to you or is this kind of like, oh, or is there a certain, yeah, kind of reference? Is there a certain, like, emotion that, that comes up when you hear this? It does feel hard. Yeah. It does feel narrow and the way feels hard. Impossible. It feels impossibly hard. Mm -hmm. Anything surprising about it? Anything that you think is missing or anything that's like, that's weird? Why does he say that? No? I think it's funny that he says that those who find it 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, so for me, when I uh, read this, I guess being you know an English teacher, I thought of a, a poem, a well-known poem. I don't know if anyone knows this poem. It's called "The Road Not Taken." Do you guys know this poem? Robert Frost. You know, two roads diverged in a wood, and uh, uh, how's it go? And sad. Wait, I, I have it here. And sorry, I could not travel both. And be one traveler, long I stood and looked down one. And so, yeah, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, you know, it's pretty much this traveler who's looking at these two roads in the woods, and he's trying to figure out which one, you know, he should take. Uh, and, and he knows that he can't take both, and so he looks down one, tries to see, like, oh, where is it going to go, and where is this one going to go? Uh, and it ends by saying, you know, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And I think that's kind of like the bumper sticker version people put on their mugs or shirts or I don't know where. Um, and, and it's kind of this idea, or it, it's often presented as this idea of, you know, he's like, you know, he ventured out on his own. You know, this kind of like, you know, noble thing, like, I, you know, I went the path less traveled by. But, but actually the poem is about him in a sense, regretting that, that he can't do both. It's like, I have to do this one, but I wonder, I wonder what that other road would have like, led to, you know? And there's always kind of this thought, like, I wonder what I missed out on, or, or I wonder what you know, the other one was about. Uh, and so I, I feel like, you know, when I read this, that's kind of how it is for me. It's like, when I pick the narrow one, it's like, that's fine, but once I'm on it, uh, I find myself wondering, like, well, I wonder what I missed out on, you know, the, like in the wide one. You know, it's when, uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys do this, but if there's a lot of traffic on the freeway, you know, I'll get off and I'll take kind of a side road. And then you look over and you see the freeway and they're all going like super fast. You're like, dang it, like, I should have been there, you know, instead of getting off on a, you know, side road. Um, so that's kind of how, yeah, I guess I was, you know, thinking about it at first where it's like, we, we, we have these two options and it's easy for us to like consider, well, you know, I wonder what the other options were and I wish I could do it all. Uh, but Jesus is being really clear here that there are two options and you, you can't have both of them. Uh, you, you will choose one of them and you kind of have to stick with it. Um, and I think in our society, it's just, man, we don't like that. It's, you know, I, I want to stick with it for a little bit and then I want to try this, and then I want to try this. And he's like, no, you, you must pick between these two roads. Uh, so let's just go through it. There's that slide of the, you know, the comparison. It's a pretty straightforward you know, text, so I'm not going to try to kind of wow you uh, with like, the depth of this. I mean, it's pretty clear. Uh, there are two roads. One is wide and easy. The other one is narrow and hard. So wh why is it such a difficult choice, or is it a difficult choice, right? The, the, the wide and easy road seems like the obvious choice. I mean, if you're going on a trip and there's one way, like, you know, I think of when we put stuff in, you know, uh, our GPS and it has like three options, and one's like 30 minutes, the next one's like 35, and there's like 45 minutes, like, who picks that road? Like, who picks the route that's like 15 minutes more? Right? Like, it, it's, it's the obvious choice. I mean, it's the clear path. 
Uh, it, it doesn't have any obstacles. It's easy. Like, you know what you're going to get. Uh, it's the direct path, right? It's not windy. It's not like through a bunch of weird stuff. Um, it's the, so, so I wrote down a few things here. I mean, it's the streamlined, popular route. I mean, it's what is the obvious. Like, everyone's like, of course you would do that. You know, it's the efficient route, all right? They, they, there's not a lot of, um, what are those called? Huh? Curves, curves in the road. Uh, no bumps in the road, right? Uh, it's comfortable. It's the world at your fingertips. It's the world of Amazon and Google and YouTube. Uh, love YouTube. Uh, you can have what you want, when you want it, uh, how you want it, all right? That's the wide and easy road. Why would you not want that? Why would you not want that, right? And like, as we're looking at them, these two roads, that, that definitely, I, I mean, I, I think if, if we're honest, I know if I'm honest, I would say that's the appealing one. That's the preferable one. Uh, the other road is, is narrow and hard. Right. And so it's like, OK, so it's narrow. It's you know, constricted. It's tight. All right. Uh, you know, if the first one I actually wrote this comparison, the first one is like the Tulare Galaxy Theater, you know, compared to the Sequoia Mall in Visalia, you know, where it's like it's roomy, you know, you, you, you got leg room, you got elbow room. All right. But but the narrow and hard road is like sitting in the middle seat on a plane. Right, and you're just like, all right, no leg room, no elbow room. Uh, it is not comfortable. Um, it's, yeah, it's constricted. Uh, it, it's that feeling when it's like slightly too hot or too cold, and just like, man, I, I mean, it's not super cold, but it's just, yeah, it's not comfortable. Uh, it's when it's humid and there's mosquitoes out. Uh, you know, it's it's not a fun road. Um, it's also treacherous, right? It's like if you, if you take a wrong turn or a misstep, uh, things go bad pretty fast, okay? It's not one that is like super forgiving. So, I mean, if you're like a, a hiker or like a backpacker, uh, I've tried that a couple times, okay? And, and there's been times when I thought, oh, this is easy, all right? Uh, you know, I, uh, I actually dressed up once to, I went on a hike, and I dressed up, you know, to lounge, you know, so I, I have like my nice shoes on and, you know, I'm just kind of hanging out. But we were going through uh, some not super treacherous, you know, terrain. But for me, uh, it was a little tricky. And, we, and we're crossing this river. Remember the story? We're crossing this river. I thought, I'm good. Right. But one misstep and down the river I'm going. All right. And I'm yelling out, help me, help me, <laughs> you know, and I mean. You know, good thing a friend was there to help me out, but that's the narrow and hard road. I've been on it, guys. <laughs> it's not as appealing as you might think. Uh, so those are the two roads, and there are two gates. And I actually found that to be kind of odd that he says, you know, enter by the narrow gate. He doesn't say, like, I want you on the narrow road, but it's really a comparison of, uh, of these two gates. They, and there's a narrow gate and there's a wide gate. Uh, and when you think of gates, again, I don't know what you think of. Uh, if you think of, I mean, what kind of gates do we have that, that we can think of? I mean, a what? 
Yeah, yeah, side gate to your house, uh, you know. So, yeah, I don't know if I showed that picture of the two paths. Oh, not that one. No, no, go sorry, back. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no. Uh, you know, but, but if you're following along with that, you know, imagery of the two paths, you know, maybe some nice, you know, garden gate. Um, I don't know what else, all right? But I, uh, I would say most likely Jesus is referring to uh, these city gates, okay? And so each city had a gate, and it was very important in the ancient world. Uh, this gate obviously was for protection, right? I think we can, you know, understand that, that you, you have this gate, and it could be protected pretty well. Uh, but it was also important for... Uh, yeah, for business, for government, for kind of these big city things that were happening. I mean, I found some examples that, you know, at the gates, um, they, would finalize, um, uh, they would finalize business deals. This is in Genesis 23. They would, um, um, they would arrange marriages, settle disputes in the presence of witnesses. So like a, you know, a courtroom type thing. Uh, this is also where kings would give you know, speeches, they would address their subjects. So, so the city gates were kind of an important thing. Uh, and I was just thinking just a little bit, like, I wonder if he's alluding to these gates. There's a narrow and a wide. And it's, a, it's also a comparison of, uh, of how you deal with some of these things. Like, if you enter by the narrow gate, that's going to affect your business dealings and your marriage and how you settle disputes uh, and... W- w- which leaders you choose and who you want to follow. And if you, you know, enter by the wide gate, uh, it also affects, you know, you know, kind of all those aspects of life. Um, and so these two gates, I mean, yeah, I guess just a couple comments on them. The wide is, you know, everyone is welcome. Everyone can fit, right? Everyone, hey, hey there's room for everyone. It's inclusive. There's no discrimination, okay? Come one, come all. Uh, it is super welcoming. You can bring whatever you'd like, you know, if, uh, if you're one that, you know, packs with like five different suitcases, bring them, okay? They, there's lots of room. Uh, there's no checkpoints at the gate. It's a super wide gate, so no one's going to check your luggage. You don't have to put it through security. I mean, it is, it's a good gate. Um, but, but, yeah, the, the narrow gate, uh, is opposite, right? I mean, think of, I don't know if you've ever like tried to crawl under a, you know, a fence, you know, you, you pick up like the, uh, the chain link fence, you know, thing. I mean, in, and you barely crawl through. Or if you've gone through an actual gate where you feel like, hey, if I just, you know, squeeze myself through, you know, I can get in. That's the narrow gate, all right? It's not, it's not easy to get through. And it's not even, you know, there's not like a post-it sign. Hey, you know, gate here. You, you have to find it. Uh, it's maybe overgrown with a bunch of stuff, and you can barely get through it. Um, I thought of Gandalf and, uh, when he's going into the Hobbit house, you know, and it's just like this small little door. Um, so, you know, you might hit your head on your way in. Uh, you might have to leave your fanny pack behind. It's not going to fit, okay? Uh, you, you can't take, you know, anything with you. And, and I think that's part of what he's saying. In the narrow gate, uh, it's just you, okay? No, n- no added, you know, luggage. Uh, your friends can't go with you. Uh, it's one at a time. One at a time, you just fit in, uh, and you have to leave everything behind. Uh, you know, one thing I, you know, thought of that sometimes we forget to leave behind or we don't want to, 
leave behind uh, is our past. Like, you know, good or bad. It's like sometimes it's bad and we, for some reason, are still dwelling on it or it's great. It was, a, you know, we, we've had some great moments and it's like, man, I wish I had those again. And, and I do think he's inviting us here to, to leave it all behind. It's just you. I mean, it's pretty like vulnerable because um, uh, you feel exposed. It's like you don't have much to cover up with. Uh, and so that's the gate that he's inviting us to enter by. Why would we want to do that? Like, why is that better than the wide, whew, roomy, lots of space gate? Uh, and really the answer is pretty simple because Jesus is looking to the destination where it's leading, right? And so he, he's really helping us out here in telling us, hey, this one is the obvious choice, right? The wide and easy one. Uh, as you're looking at, you know, these two options, this is the obvious choice. This is like the easy, the popular choice, but it goes somewhere where, where right now you don't see it, but it's destruction. Uh, and I think he is saying that the end is destruction, but, but also uh, kind of like it leads to destruction, you know, even along the way. It's not like you, you're going to have a great life and then one day, oh, bummer. It's like, no, that road is full of, of destructive practices and full of things that will bring death to us. And so, and, and he's, you know, inviting us into this other one saying, hey, the narrow road, I know you're not going to pick it. That's why I have to tell you, enter by the narrow gate. You won't want to do it on your own, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. Because the end of that one, the result of that road is life. And if that's what you want, if that's what you want and you want it bad enough, then it's worth looking for it and it's worth finding, you know? But this is where we, we really have to come to terms with the idea that it is not easy to find it and it, and it does take effort. We have to be intentional about this. We, we have to work at it. And, and yes, it's true, as was mentioned, that it, um, it's only the few that find it. And that's kind of, I mean, a bummer in some ways that I think he's saying people are gonna look for it but they're not going to look for it, you know, long enough, hard enough. And it's like, I looked for it, ah, I couldn't find it, you know, and then I, you know, I settled for this one. And so he's saying only a few will find it, but, but as uh, was covered, I think last week in, you know, ask and you'll receive, seek and you will find. I think he's referring to that, like, you got to be persistent in seeking, in finding that narrow gate, because if you do, there's life for you. And there are two groups, right? Um, if we can go back to the, the comparison one. Uh, two groups, the many and the few. I've kind of already you know, addressed that. Um, and so one is popular, it's all your friends. The other one, it seems lonely. It seems like it's just you. But, but I do believe that, that once you get on that narrow you know, road, you start seeing, oh, there's a few other people here. Okay, it just, you know, maybe they're not right next to you, you didn't, you know, come in as a group, but you see that there's others that are on the road. Um, and so it's not, yeah, it's not completely lonely. So how do we, how do we get on that road? How do we enter through that gate? Uh, the punchline, if you, if you ever, like if you're newer to church, you're like, what's the answer? It, it, it's always Jesus. That's like, the safest bet, you know, if anyone like, hey, wh who, who do you think? You know, Jesus, okay? Jesus is the answer. And so I just want to show you like 
these people, all right, I was thinking about these people who were, you know, listening to him. One, we, we think, often think, hey, wide road is like this wayward kind of like crazy life. You know, that's those people. And the narrow is people who have their life together. You know, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing with their life. They're mature. They're responsible. Uh, or wide road, you know, in our politically charged society. Oh, it's that party or those people, you know, and I'm not going to name them because I, I don't know which guys <laughs> you're on. But, you know, it, I mean, it's the crazy lefties, right? Yeah. Or it, it's those far right fascists, you know, that's those guys. They're off the deep end, you know, but we here, we know what's right. All right. And so it, it's easy to have those divisions, but uh, I, want you, um, I want to remind you that the, the people here who are listening to Jesus are actually those who have it all together. They're the religious types who have been following all the rules and doing what's right. And he's telling them to enter by the narrow gate. And so really what he's telling us, I think, is that the wide gate is all of those categories. All right. You think, hey, the wayward people who just, you know, party all the time, that's them. I don't do that. No, it, it, it's it's the wayward and the moralist. It's the left and the right. I mean, all of those categories are in the wide yeah. road. That's the wide road. The narrow road is very narrow. And the alternative is uh, is simply to obey him. Right. So there's this wide road of living your own life, opinions, whatever, or the alternative is to obey him. And we, we see this, if these people will stick around with him a little bit later, they'll hear him say, and, and we have this recorded in John, where, where he does talk about uh, like a sheep pen and, and some gates there, and he says, I'm the door. I'm the door. If you enter by me, you will be saved. Right, And so what he's actually inviting us into is to enter through him. Yeah. All right? We don't have to find this road somewhere. We have to come to him. Uh, he, he also tells us in John, so, that, so this will be a, you know, a little bit later, that he is the way and the life. Right? See, so he's actually the gate, he's the path, and he's the destination. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the punchline is pretty simple. You, you got to come to Jesus, right? And, and every time that Jesus invited people to uh, his cause, right? He wasn't saying, I'm, I have a new political party, let's join. Or I have a new, you know, religion, join. Or, you know, a system of thought. He said, follow me, follow me. And so really, they, that's the call that he has for us is, are we willing, and it's very hard, Instead of going along what is easy and popular and comfortable to actually listen to him and to take the next step that he's inviting us to. That, I think, is the invitation. And, and although from the outside it looks hard, it looks like it's a lot of work, and it will be in some ways, once you start on that path, I think it changes. I, uh, I think there's a shift. And, and a few chapters later... In Matthew, is it 11, 10? He, he says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. So if you're tired on this road, all right, if you've been beat up a little bit, he says, come to me and I'll give you rest. 
take my yoke upon you. Why? Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so I think from the outside looking in, this road does not look appealing. But once you start, you find, oh, wow, there is life. There's joy there. And if, yeah, if we can stay in step with him, actually taking the steps that he's asking us to take, uh, then, then I think we'll find that life not only at the end of the road, but as we're going. And so, uh, yeah, I would say that's probably, that's the takeaway for us, you know, today to just ask, what, what is he asking me to do? What's the next step, you know? And, and sometimes we can think some big massive thing, you know? For me at one point, it was like, move cities or quit your job. It's like, oh no. But I think oftentimes it's just, I mean, it's a small thing, you know? Talk to this person, apologize, you know? Or I, I mean, whatever it is, uh, you know? And, and I think this path is a unique path. Yes, it's a narrow road that he's, I mean, he's inviting us to him, but it's going to look differently for all of us, you know? And so for me to follow him is going to look differently than, you know, for somebody else. And so we, we can't be looking around and be like, oh, well, you know, they're doing it right. So if I just do what they're doing, I'll be fine. No, he says, come to me. Okay. Jesus is very adamant about that, that we would follow him. That's where we find life is when we listen to his voice and, and we take the next step that he's asking us to do. Um, yeah, so wait, where is he inviting you to take the next step? What's the next step for you? I would encourage you uh, today, you know, whenever, just ask him. Just ask him, what's your next step? And, and then have the courage to, to just take one more step. Just take it and, and be on that road. Because this, uh, this gate, yes, there is a one-time kind of decision, like enter through him. You have to believe in him. But there's also an everyday kind of decision where we wake up and say, today, I'm going to enter by the narrow gate. Today, I'm going to listen to his voice. And today, I'm going to follow him.